gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome once again to the Brain Candy Podcast. My favorite time of the day, week, what ifs. I'm Sarah, here with me, as per usual, my co-host with the mo-host, <laughs> Susie Meister. Hello. Hi, guys. So good to be here. Yeah. As lovely to always. be here. It's the best time of my week. Uh, I'm super excited today. <laughs> because of what we're talking about. Why? I've been wanting to do this one for a long time. We're on episode 75, believe that one. And it's been quite a while since we've done what? I have to interrupt you because someone pointed out that we just had a year anniversary. What? A year anniversary? Yeah, like a few days ago, it was one year since our first oh, episode. MG, I didn't yeah. even get you anything. Happy anniversary. Oh, well, it's paper, it, you know, it is. on your first anniversary. So like... Here you go. Thanks. A list of notes that we should talk about today. Don't look at my <laughs> I'm sorry. notes. Sorry. She looked at my notes. I wasn't supposed to look. Okay. So <laughs> that brings us to our topic for today. Yes. We're doing another installment of Lifestyles of the Weird and Wacky. Wacky, it's wacky, so exciting. Wacky. I can't wait. I've been dying to do this one, especially since I've had one in mind and I even talked about it on a previous podcast where it was just so wacky. I felt like <laughs> I couldn't not talk about it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. Remember you I left everybody with I left a cliffhanger. I, I know what it is. Yes. I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about some weird porn. And that's just what we're going to do on this <laughs> Lifestyles of the Weird and Wacky. Because <laughs> I turned on my TV the other day. Mm-hmm. And I was scrolling through the channels, and I came across a Vice documentary. And I love Vice, as uh, uh, a lot of our listeners uh, have shared that they do too. And they were doing it on a weird fetish, and I couldn't take my eyes off. Do you know what that fetish is, Susie? <laughs> I do. Ladies and gentlemen, it's quicksand porn. Quick Quicksand. Sand. Now, have you heard of quicksand porn? Never. I can't believe that this is a thing. Yeah, tell me everything. Now, maybe somebody out there is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm into that. Um, Come, I, please tell me. Like what it is? No, if, no, if someone is listening. And they're into it. Please call me. I will give you my number. Yeah. You can come over. You want to know. Because I have about a million questions. A million. I know, right? Quick sand porn. So, I... Back in the early days of Hollywood, quicksand was used to, like, the heightened moment and the moment that almost, this was at a time where they did not show a lot of intimacy on camera. You know, maybe you got the smooch at the end of the movie, but there wasn't sexual tension. No, there, there was sexual there tension. There was sexual tension, but there wasn't any uh, Yeah, it was uh, all implicit. It. it was implicit sexual tension. Yeah. And that is really what this quicksand based on... Uh, but why? How? What did it do that it was do? arousing? Okay, so this... Now, this is not me answering these questions. This is the foremost quicksand porn producer whose name... I'm pretty sure this isn't his birth name. Swamp, Swampy T. Fox. What if it was? What if Swampy was just like you're a slave to your name it's his and you destiny. just, it's his destiny to it's become. It's like Anthony Weeder. Or, or I went to uh, high school with a girl who went on to play uh, college water polo and her last name was Fish. See? You have to play water polo when you're next. You must. Must. So, um, <laughs> yes. What this, did he say? He said that... Now, also, the thing that I, I saw that stood out the most is that this was very popular with an older generation. Mm. Seems almost like the generation who would be watching these videos while they were young. So maybe the people who were watching their mom and dad's old you know, video collections and when they were five years old... Five. That's too young. Yeah. Or, it, or maybe not. Like they, they start maybe at 12, 13, they're starting to have, you know, feelings and they, they find a scene where there is a lot of this 
Innuendo. Innuendo. So it's usually, almost always, the woman who jumps or gets caught in the quicksand, and it's the slow engulfing of the woman that is supposed to kind of be the same as, like, penetration. Okay. And then the moment where they submerge is when, you know... What? You know. <laughs> the big, the big. really a stretch. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I, but you know what's funny is when I, wa- <laughs> when, when I was watching them, you know, the, these they call them models, fetish right. models, you know, right. the women who are sure. doing this. They're jumping in the... Uh, in there and you can kind of get a sense for i for the the kind of the eroticism in it and it made me think of the time where we jumped in honey on the challenge once and there was a part of me that was like oh i like this that it's a weird feeling that you feel like you don't really get to experience ever. Sure. So like the viscosity. Yeah. Okay. It was a weird and the way this sand this quicksand moves <laughs> is so odd, but it has like a life of its own. So I can see how somebody Susie's raising just one eyebrow right now. <laughs> no, I mean I get what you're saying. It's still intriguing though, because it's just it is a stretch. And I But I, I suppose, just, you know, like jello wrestling. Well this is this is you know on the subject of fetishes, it kind of got me looking up, well, not kind of, it did get me looking up other fetishes that are bizarre. And then I came across a Psychology Today article where there's a book out there called A, uh, a Million Dirty Thoughts. I think that's what's called, A Million Dirty Thoughts. And it is a scientific study of billions of internet searches. For these quote unquote, and I put now fetishes in quotes because what this book discovered was that people's actual sexual impulses and drives and what they act on and what they look at does not match what sci- what studies would predict that they would look at at all. Nor does is there a match with the like if you look in the di- not the DSM the Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders and they list philias like different that are fringe fetishes that are you know often very dangerous um, like pyrophilia or pedophilia things like that which are um, I'll look up the exact definition but basically just sexual desires that are let out in a very unhealthy way. Um, the number of pedophilias that... Wait, let me back up. Yes. What do you mean by they don't, they're not what you would predict? So, okay, that's what I'm going to say. So when we, when you look at the list of things that people would say are um, like common fetishes, Basically, there were so many. There's so many that you can't even classify what these these are the most common. These are the most, you know, anything. They're all over the place. And ones that people didn't predict were going to be like, there are predictions that foot fetishes or body part fetishes would be more common. Whereas what they really saw were there were more shemale fetishes that were more common. And things like that, where it's almost like an experimenting of finding one's own sexuality, hmm. seem to be driving people's searches rather than the fetish itself. Like, it did not match. They, they said they could not predict 
what people would find. Basically, everyone has their own Yes, exactly. It says, uh, the clinical, scientific, and cultural literature all failed to predict those sexual interests that are very common, such as an interest in she-males, an interest in penises, which is weird, or perhaps more precisely, oh, it's called humongous phallophilia, which is, you can guess. Uh, (laughs) Also, study, uh, this is interesting, clinical, scientific, and cultural literature failed to predict uh, an interest in animated characters. Yeah. Which we all know is a pretty freaking common one. Mm Mm-hmm. And... You know, so then I started. I started looking at this. Is I did such a weird search history. I, I definitely need to clear my history. Yeah, Sarah was like, I should probably be doing this in private. Mode. I know. I was. I was going over my notes, and I was like, I'll click. Uh, I'll click. You know. So, what are some of the weirdest? Like, what's the weirdest fetish you can think of? What are oh, some really think bizarre? Of? Yeah. Like, what are the weirdest? I mean, for me, it's all poop. Oh yeah. I mean, I do not get that. I've thought a lot of. Because when two girls one okay. cup came out, so this is this is interesting. Where do those fetishes come from? So you talk, and well, uh, you know what? Paging in- Doctor Freud, right? Right? Yeah. Um. So poop. Ugh, I hate that word. Scat. Why? I just Scat do. Poop. I don't know why. Scat. I can see. I can see how somebody could develop a philia for scat. Please, please elaborate. So I went into how do do fetishes form and where do they come from? And there are theories on these. Of course, it's impossible to say for sure. But there's one that we talked about before that I discussed with you about the foot fetishes, how the brain like wires are crossed. Yeah. So that's called the brain overlap theory. And it's the areas of your brain control your sexual body parts and imp- impulses are located alongside areas that control other appendages and other emotions. This is what studies show. So the adjacent brain regions can engage in crosstalk or overlapping activities. And this is shown by research by a man named uh, Dr. Rama Shadaran of the University say, like, of Dr. California. Foot. Dr. Foot. Now that would be too funny. Um, so, well, it's so funny you say that because he studied the cross between foot and genital regions, and that is what he suggests. So then there's the what? And what does he suggest? That it's because those two oh, okay, systems okay, okay, cross okay. and they it. communicate next to each other. Then this is the one where I am pretty sure something like scant <laughs> scat porn gets BM porn. Gross! It's so gross. Ew, do you think those people have, like, preferences over the consistency? I guarantee it. Ew. They have, like, preferred Oh, God. BMs. There's somebody who, like, loves corn in it because it doesn't get digested. I know it. Susie can't even breathe right now. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well, I'm laughing because I agree. Right. Okay, so then this is where I think that comes from. The, there's the Pavlovian theory, and we yeah. know that with, like, the bell rings and dog yeah. salivate. So... Researchers in the 1960s showed a group of men images of a naked woman alongside images of boots. And eventually, the men became aroused by the images of boots all by themselves. Okay. So, if you are a uh, child who is experiencing... uh, Maybe you get aroused and you don't know why. Like there's, there's, you know, when you're a child, so often like oh, there are moments NRBs. of arousal, but you don't know. No reason boners. NRBs. No reason <laughs> boners. So say you get a no reason boner and it happens to, it's the very first time that happened to you and you've never seen a boner before. And maybe there's like, you were on the toilet. Or you were going to the bathroom, or you had just gone to the bathroom, and there your brain creates some sort of link, albeit weak, to especially if it's like your first time, if you're young, like those people usually remember their first feeling of being like aroused because 
your brain remembers moments that stand out. Well, no so wonder if- then that people often talk about the Oedipus complex and stuff because my kid gets a boner around me all the time. My NRB. dog gets one around me. Right. I'm always flattered. When and he always laughs and points it out. And he's like, <laughs> Mama, look. And he's so proud of it. Oh, yeah. And so he probably does associate it with me because well, I'm always okay. reacting to now, it. Now, if you as a parent, because you're a good parent and you know what to do. Now, if you as a parent did something in that moment to shame him and make him feel like, say you slapped him across the face, what you may have just done there is created a link between pain and and sets mm-hmm. and now maybe that shame that he felt there's like he has the good feeling of getting a little boner and then followed instantly by the pain then there creates a link between that and though that's difficult to break once that like if it's repeated yeah man that sunset is gorgeous grill patio sunset hard to get better than that unless you're browsing carvana's inventory while you soak it all in Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Yeah. And so I was reading this. There's a a book that um, we were assigned for for class about uh, borderline personality disorder. And... In it, this woman is describing how she was abused growing up, and especially during the ages of like uh, 8 and 10 or 6 and 10, and she remembers being very afraid at night. And in order to get rid of her bad feelings, she masturbated Mm -hmm. because those gave her good feelings. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes kids unknowingly will masturbate, even before they know what sex is, before they know all that is. All they know is she... she Touching um, gives them pleasure. Yes. So she uh, would hold her pee in. She'd be too scared to come out of her room because if she came out of her room, her dad would beat her and her dad wouldn't let her go to the bathroom in the night. So she became... She would hold her pee. And to the point where... But then, to make it feel better... She would like put her hand down there and then that became like a pleasure association. Wow. So then P became something that was like sexy. Like, yes. Yeah. So I, I, I had like an, and this is a book, this is a real story. This is a clinical book, like written from the perspective of the patient, but all about you know, what bipolar disorder. Okay. It, well then and, how do they get to the part where they start eating the the poop. I think it's just okay. So then that brings <laughs> me to my next theory. So now we have the brain overlap theory, the Pavlovian theory. The next one is called the gross out theory. Okay. And this says when you're in a high state of sexual arousal, your disgust impulse weakens. And so things that you'd normally wow. find repulsive, like feet, spit, or feces, may not seem gross. I mean, that's true. It's almost like a heightened state of arousal changes your perception of the world. And that changed perception may lead you to incorporate different things into your sexual acts. If you enjoy the new source of sexual stimulation, you may want to repeat it whenever, uh, you know, whenever you need a little bone. Have you watched Two Girls, One Cup? Oh my God. The first about 10 seconds and then I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. What strikes me about that is how those ladies... Are like somewhere right now. Oh my god! No, they may not be. I don't know. I didn't put. What? I didn't you give them a long lin- longevity. Where are up. they now? Yes. Where okay. are they now? Two girls. You go ahead. You are. Uh, you're <laughs> on your own. They moved on to pictures and jugs. Because I would love. That was to a hilarious like, joke. Oh, I'm sorry. Pictures and jugs. I said they moved on to pictures and jugs. I don't like that. Like I they're like upping. It. Their... It's too. It's too much. Too real. <laughs> 
look. I love how you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What do I need to yeah, laugh because at? because I hate that when I watch myself back with you and I'm like, she just said something funny and I totally, because I'm all about like the pan. <laughs> so I know I remind you and then you do sometimes laugh. Sometimes I miss your joke. Um, oh, there was one more thing about fetishes I wanted to bring up. Um, there's like a million more things I want to bring up. Uh, but... Susie's having a sneeze attack. Bless you. I don't know what to do. It's, it, she's trying to not make it make noise. Um, so this was interesting I found in reading about fetishes. It said that although you can acquire new fetishes, it yeah. will not replace an old one. So once you have it, it's there. Get out. You can change it. Like uh, I would say maybe cognitive behavioral therapy or like serious behavioral modifications could lessen the i don't know intensity yeah lessen that that response but you can't swap one out for the other and this is this is what i was um so i like to look through the at the common thread through a lot of these and there and themes that pop up yeah and i saw a lot of these fetishes uh, it feel, and that, that's going to lead me into my next weird and wacky, but it feels like people, there's like this desire to stay in touch with the child-like side of them. Yeah. That, you know, so sex with cartoon characters, um, furries, like cosplay, and... So then I got into this big hole of looking at all these hmm. cosplay people. Yeah, did you like it? Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> the girls or the boys? Well, that is so funny that you ask that because I found somebody that I just, I couldn't, I mean, I follow him now because I couldn't stop looking at it, but it's, his name is The Real Ariel and, mm-hmm. or no, The Official Ariel on Instagram. Yep. Look up the official. I should have just said her name. Look up the it's official Ariel. Are you looking? I'm looking. Oh, I'm here. trying to find it. Look on mine. This is the official Ariel. Oh, wow. So it came up in a Twitter feed. It said, this guy <gasps> dresses this guy? as... Uh, that's a guy. He, the Twitter thing said, this guy dresses as a Disney princess better than you ever will. Are and you kidding they're, me? They're right. He is better than I'll ever be at dressing up Holy like a Disney princess. Crap. So can you believe how into it? So I was like, I understand, you know, these girls who want to hold on to this princess thing. or, But I'm more interested in the guys who are posing as the princes in all, the store, all these pictures. Why? You think it's hot? No, I just think that's a strange. You know, I. I don't want to label people, or put past judgment, or make any assumptions, but I think it's safe to say. That, there are not a lot of straight males, in the Disney cosplay, category. Yeah. So. This is so. Gaston. Who are <laughs> there? But this these cosplay photos are everywhere. I mean, the internet is like Instagram is ripe with these Disney, and they have meetups, and these meetups are like five thousand people. Like deep. a convention. They're conventions, if not more. And so, and in every single one of these photo shoots, you know, she's always like with a prince. Yeah. So, if I'm... Why do you say she? I don't know. It's a he. But when he dresses like that, I feel like I should call her she. because It looks like a she. She's so beautiful as a Disney princess. Now, if you are a gay male who loves dressing up in Disney, how do you feel about dressing up as somebody who, uh, like a company who in no way ever, yeah, like the misogyny support, there supports you, yeah. like it's so uh, it's feeding all, including the people who are dressing up, 
like they've been fed this whole like prince and princess and da 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 and this is what you should do and find your prince one day and i just think that that's a i'm so curious to meet who these guys po- these guys posing as you know Gaston and Prince yeah. Eric and all those people are. Do you and think I they would... have a fetish though, or it's just business? I was okay. I did deep research. I I I went deep in the hole. So I I looked up who one of this one of these guys was, uh, and one of them is an actor who is also a model who does. Um, you know, he's like hired by companies to. It's the same guy who does the birthday parties dressed up as. And maybe it is just business to them. But then when they have, like, entire... They go to the days. Like, the Disney people, they have a dapper day at Disneyland. Yes. Like, you have to really love it. (laughs) And they plan way ahead of time. And part of me wants to go to dapper day, too. (laughs) So I'm not judging. Oh, by the way, we should tell people. um, We're going to Disneyland. let me look here at my calendar. Fi- get get the official day. Oh wait, let me let me add. Oh, Disneyland magic, love it. So, um, thinking October first. Are you available? Yes. Disney day. Oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, October first. If you are in the area, you can join us. Our friend Kimmy, who is our top Patreon subscriber, shout is, out to Kimmy, is flying in to be on our show. Woo! And we're taking her to Disneyland. Disney Day. And um, it'll be a blast. It's on the schedule, folks. Let us know if you want to come. I'll draw Mickey Mouse here next week. You can meet us. You can dress dapperly if you'd like. You can be dapper. And if you know what I think is silly? That they don't allow you to dress up. If you're like over the age of 10, you're not allowed to dress up at Disneyland. Who said that? Did you know this? No. You didn't know this. You are what not is a, dress up? That's you can't a dress up arbitrary. as a Disney character oh. if you're an adult. Well, because it would... Confuse the yeah. heck out of children. And what if you did something... That, that's not what they care about. They care about you doing something that's not in line with the Disney... Making money and like, No, what brand. if you're... Yeah, the brand. What if you're like dressed up as Ariel and you're like flipping the bird and like smoking a cigarette in the corner? What if my 10-year-old is... Smoking a cigarette in the corner, then yeah. I think we have more parenting sure problems to do. talk about. Sure, we do. Um, <sighs> okay, Disneyland on the first. So, anyone that has a fetish or wait, or what's not? that sticker say? That looks cute. Life is an adventure oh, on my cute. day planner. That's you bought me. I that. like that. Good for you. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have, or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Do you have any weird or wacky people? Yeah, but mine are not as sexy, so you can like... No, that's good. Because mine were weird. Okay. Well, you want to do one more? No, no. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. I have two. Uh, The first is about a group of people on uh, Papua New Guinea that had a mysterious illness. Mm Mm-hmm. And researchers went and were like, they they called it the laughing death because you would tremble and stuff, but it would screw up your emotional state. And so you were unable to control your emotions and that they couldn't figure out what it was. It wasn't genetic viral virus. They could there. It wasn't sexually transmitted. It was, they found that it was in the end coming from a funeral ritual where people would eat the dead. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they would... I heard only 25% of the human population can ingest human flesh. Oh. The other 75 gets ill. Well, the weird thing, though, is it seemed to indicate that... So the women take the brains. Only the women were doing this. Because they could could uh, tame the, the wild spirit. Oh. 
And so they would like boil this crap and put it in bamboo and eat it up. And the kids also would eat it, but not the men. So none of the men were getting sick. Well, the boys would eventually. Because they were eating it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But so they believe that, hey, if a dead person goes in the ground, maggots eat it. So we will save it that indignity and we'll let its spirit live on by ingesting it ourselves. Mm Mm-hmm. But apparently one of the um, tribal members along the way must have had some sort of Uh illness. Oh, no. (laughs) No, neurological illness that then created it in all these other people. The weird thing is it wasn't wasn't a virus or anything that could be killed by boiling, like the gene. So they found that it was called a twisted protein. Oh, I've heard of these that attacks other proteins. And that it plays a trick on your body where you think it's a good protein, but it's a bad... I don't know. But it's real fucked up. So they're eating their dead. And This practice is not still going on. No, I think think they put the uh, kibosh on it after they found out what was happening. Wow. I wonder how long it was practiced. Oh, look. This was NPR. If you um, want to look it up. That reminds me of the Philia vorophile who gets off on the concept of being swallowed whole. What what theory would you put that under? I have no freaking idea. What do you mean? Maybe it says that they would be happily comforted and surrounded by the warm linings of a stomach while slowly digested alive by stomach acid. Hmm. Come on. Do you classify these as brain disorders? Does anyone... Well, that's what... That's what... Like, what's normal and what's not? That's what the psychology today is saying no. Because there are so many of these that there are only... There are only a few that are classified in the DSM-5. Um, it is... Oh, gosh, what are they? I'll look it up. Um, I think it has to do... Sadomasochism is one of them, but they're not. Oh, DSM five and philias. E H E L I A S. Um. Yes. So paraphallic disorders. So they paraphallic. Yes. Para meaning multiple. Multiple. I don't know what is. Multiple peni? <laughs> um, so most people with atypical sexual interests do not have a mental disorder. This is, I'm reading straight from the DSM-5. To be diagno- diagnosed with a paraphallic disorder, DSM-5 requires that people with these interests, A, feel personal distress about their interest. Oh, that is really interesting and adds a totally different element to it. So you must feel personal distress about your interest, not merely distress resulting from society's disapproval or having a sexual desire or behavior that involves another person's physiological distress, injury, death, or desire for sexual behaviors involving unwilling participants. But eating participants poop is un- self-harming. That is very bad for you. That is true. So I would consider that a mental disorder. That involves, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's only another person's psychological distress. So if you self-harm, that's considered A-OK with the old psychologist. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so if you cut yourself but see, there, that get a boner. I think that there's part of me that thinks that that's not OK either. Right. Because, but then it's like, who are we? Right. To say what is or isn't. Exactly. Because we're not. Because it's like, what is it's okay the same and normal? Thing. Absolutely. There's so many things that, um, there's, there are so many things that fall into that category with the, with, uh, any kind of mental disorder or psychology. We can't really say shit to anybody. Well, you know what? I think y'all are perverts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what you say. I agree. Oh, you know. Because I, I honestly don't have a thing. Like, I wish I could say I but have But maybe you thing. just have... I haven't found your... Th- 
Oh, oh my god. I know what that brings me to. The thing that I was going to tell you about. Oh, that... what? Yeah. Okay, so guys, I came in here. So we do I... this during wine time? Oh, yeah. But... Or is it inappropriate? It might Just... be inappropriate. Okay, go ahead. Um, and plus, it's your time to share for wine time. So I came in here all excited to share with Susie something that would maybe put me in the category of weird and wacky. Susie's eyes just got real big. What? So I was doing, you know how I love those ASMR videos? Yeah. Um, so I was looking at ASMR videos the other night and two nights ago to be exact. Uh, oh God. And <laughs> so in the search came up, uh, hypnosis, female orgasm. Okay. And I was like, go, go on. on. <laughs> yeah. So naturally, now this is right before I go to bed. I've already been listening to a couple ASMR videos. I'm super relaxed. I'm like in that like meditative state. <laughs> have you ever been, first of all, have you ever been hypnotized? No. I've always wanted to. I have, and I'm very susceptible to hypnosis. I believe that. Yes. <laughs> As should, like, I, absolutely. I am totally, there yeah. are those kinds of people who, that I, it would probably fall in the same category as would join a cult. Yeah. Okay. So I'm very susceptible to hypnosis. It fucking worked. And it didn't just work. It worked. I mean. What happened to you? Suze. I should post a link. Did you touch yourself? This guy has. No. I did not. At all. I swear. Hand to God. And not only that, but I did it two times in a row. I did it. I listened to the tape twice, and you don't just have one when you're on the what, listening to the tape. It was like four or five. It was every time he snapped his fingers. I swear, I swear, I swear to you God, you had a full blown, full blown. I all the evidence was there. What do you mean evidence? I mean what happens to your body after you know things get a little. But did you feel it? Oh yes! F- every time he snapped his fingers. You were like, yes, to the point where, yes, to the point where I could, I was laughing so hard. Like I was like laughing, like try being like aware, like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And then as soon as I would say that he would snap his fingers again and I'd be like, oh, here comes another one. Come on. I so, I hand to God. Were you high? No. This is crazy. I I was going to bed. This is the craziest thing you've ever said. I know. I knew you were going to say that. That's how I was so excited to tell you. I swear. You have to. And the the funniest thing about it is that he, the guy who does it, has a whole list of uh, like hypnosis videos. He has a Patreon account, and I was like, I am totally supporting him. You didn't. I am definitely going to support his Patreon. What is his name? Uh, I'll look it up. This is bonkers. It was. And it's an 18-minute video, and about minute what one... What is in the video? Minute one through 16 is him it's like people doing you. it. No, <laughs> it's if, not. I'm telling just you. just porn, and you didn't even... It's it. not. It's it's him talking, and it's him talking about, you know, relaxing, and and their trigger where I know that... The, and there's some, also some other noise in the background, like a hit, that it's like a hypnosis I trick. I am going to do it. Oh, my God. God. And I'm going to not feel a thing. Yes, you will. I mean, I'd be open but to it. But I want it. you to really... Rela- like. I would be open to it. Think obviously. about it. Obviously. Who, no, that's what I'm saying is that now it's like... I I felt more satisfied at what the end of I it. What if I do it now? When... No. no but it does, you guys. it does <laughs> say that the more you do it, the more... And it was easier the second time. It was so good. All right. I am, for once, speechless. I don't know what to do with this. It's good. I don't know whether I'm disgusted or just, like, skeptical or into it. What are you disgusted by female orgasms for? No, like... I didn't even touch myself. Yeah, good point. Why am I disgusted? Why are you grossed out? But you know what? That also brings up another point is because it was... It, it was happening so easily and every time he snapped his fingers that by the fourth time, I felt like I didn't deserve it. There was a weird part of me that was like, it, it got like psycho, like there was some deeper, you know, I was like, is this even okay to be doing? Because this just feels so good and I'm not even, 
I didn't have to like give a BJ. I didn't. I'm not. I don't need to return any favors for this. This is just all for me. Uh Wow. I don't know, you guys. What I do know is I need some wine. Yeah. And uh, so let me introduce to you. Yeah. A very special wine time wine. Oh, I'm so excited about this. This is Bright Cellars, mm-hmm. and here's why you're going to love it. Get Tell your me. glass. Let's cheers. cheers. In our wine time, wine time glasses. Oh, yeah. Mm. Don't say anything. Okay. Okay. Don't say if you love it, hate it, whatever. What does it taste like? Here's what it is. Yeah. They have this amazing situation where the wine is sent to you personalized. Oh. So the uh, company was created by two MIT grads who created an algorithm. Hello. Sarah's, we just made Sarah's it nerdier. Hot and bothered again. <laughs> you just combined two of my favorite things, wine and nerd stuff. Yes. You take a quiz based cool. on your preferences, and you will find the best wines for your palate. Well, I love that. Hello. And there's a quiz I get to take. <laughs> she loves quizzes. I love quizzes. That's so true. And it was, it was really fun. I went on and it was like, what are you into? So this is your select Susie this wine. This is a Susie wine. A Susie special. Yeah, and really, let's be honest, there's no wine that wouldn't know. pass and through these And if you like lips. it, I'll probably like it too. Yeah, but it's delish, right? It's great. And I bet when I get mine, I'm going to think mine is fantastic, too. I can't wait to take my quiz. <laughs> I know. Don't be jealous. You can take the quiz, too, Sarah. Mm-hmm. You get four wines shipped to you each month, and the shipment includes fun wine quotes and stuff like that to make it real mm-hmm. cutesy. And w- what wine a great hacks. gift. W- wine hacks? Yes. It's super cute. Oh, my God. And it educates you, too, because, like, I think wine can be intimidating. We've talked about yes, that. Yes, absolutely. And this allows you to learn more about the wine that you're drinking and also about what the heck you prefer. And I love when I get to, just like we're doing right now, when you open up a bottle of wine with a friend, you talk about, Yeah. sometimes you could talk about, you know. What do you like? What do you like? And having a little bit of information will have... I create a dialogue and create, you know. So if you want to try it, go to brightsellers.com slash brain candy. That's the URL, brightsellers.com slash brain candy for 50% off your first order. Hello. Oh my God. I can't believe that that's the discount. I'm going to use that. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm going to use it. Susie just told me about this today. So I'm very excited to use all the stuff and get 50 freaking percent off. Yeah. That's a deal. Yummy wines that are tailored to you. I, I would it. be interested to compare like what you're into yes. versus what I'm into. Yeah. Because we do have different tastes, you and I. Then what if you were able to look like, I wonder if there's a link between personality type and what wines you like. Right. I'm sure. And like maybe introverts like something and extroverts like something. Yeah. Oh my God. There's so much more information to be done. <laughs> yeah. We're at the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. So cheers to that. Brightsellers.com slash brain candy for 50% off. So what we do during wine time, yeah. we've decided. Yes. Is we care and share. Care and share. I was trying to think of like what I could share with you, like what I could open up to you about. Yeah, because last time I spilled about being mansplained to and being talked <clears throat> down to at the gym and how much I hated that. So I mean, this you might dealing be, with anything? I don't know if or, this is It could boring. be good and wonderful and like, you know. Well, I'm a little crabby about motherhood. and i know you can't necessarily relate but like i know our audience can many of them and i i'm just like i have like conflicted emotions where i'm like so in love with him Uh and then simultaneously like so disappointed in him i know and that's so harsh he's four i (laughs) want to give you uh I don't know what the word is. Uh, like maybe take some of the weight off your shoulders and say that if you didn't, if you thought that everything was perfect and everything was fine all the time, something you'd have a screw loose. Yeah. There's something wrong. There is not a mother out there. I just feel angry though, because like we, I mentioned it briefly. We talked about how, like when I watch intervention, these like total bumps that can't even barely put their clothes on their kids are like daddy i love you uh-huh, uh-huh. and are so like adoring of their drunk parent 
Well, I know what that is. It's the duckling You called it experiment. Did yeah, I tell you about you, this? You just told me that the yes, and you said that the word the phrase for it was um secure unattachment. Oh yeah, so, uh, or uh, something. Uh uh Oh my god, I knew this term the other yeah, you day. Said it, but I mean insecure attachment, like insecure towards the dr- the yes. drug addicts and stuff. Yes. Yeah, so like you have I I have to double check. You called that. mine okay. his he's secure yes. and unattached. Yes. Where he's like, yeah, like yes. she's never going to leave me and she yes. loves me with all her heart. So, so they can venture a he little can, further like, t- from the nest. Kick me in the shin. So there were there was a study done with ducklings. And ducklings uh, do what's called imprinting on the mother faster than any other animal. So when a duckling is born, the first thing that they see, that's their mother. And they love that mother and they will not leave that mother. And uh, so scientists were interested in seeing how abuse affected these ducks and ducklings. And so they created a duck that was shown to a group of ducklings as soon as they hatched. And this mechanical, so the ducklings thought this thing was their mother. And they, this mechanical duck would peck at the babies, kind of like an abusive parent would hit a child. And they saw in regular ducks that when you have a regular duck and a regular duck mom who does a good job as a duck mom, the babies will stay next to her, and then as they grow older, they'll start to wander off. But then they'll they'll come back to the mom, and then they'll wander off, and then come back, and then eventually they just wander off and they kind of do their own thing. Uh, in the ones that had the mechanical duck that were getting pecked, you'd think that the babies would want to venture away from the mom faster because she was hurting them. But they found that the babies of the ducks that were getting abused latched on and were even closer to the mother and wouldn't leave the mechanical duck side, were more fearful. So when you have a kid who's like, peace out, I'm going to go play over here, I'm going to go be an adventurer over there, I don't need you, mom, that means that you did your job as a mother well, in the beginning to make him feel secure so that he can then adventure adventure off without you. I, I totally encourage that and I encourage independence. Yeah. But... He's actually kind of mean to me a lot. Oh. <laughs> so it's more like he's not just like, hey, I'm mm. going to do my own thing. I don't need you. Yeah. He's like, hey, mama, you're a dumb dumb or something oh. like that. And I'm just like. Hurtful. And Hurtful. I'm thinking, why am I letting a four-year-old. Yeah. Hurt your feelings. Yeah. But it does. What do you say to him when he says that? I mean, That's obviously tough. I try to redirect his. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to figure out what is driving it. Like, yeah. what are you talking about even? Because yeah. it's not even when he's mad. He's right. just like saying things. And I think maybe they go through a little bit of like a little dictator Testing moment. To, yeah. Where yeah. they're like, we'll see. So now I'm doing like, oh, okay, well, here's who's boss. Good. Good. You know? And like. Oh, you did it the other night so great. And you just gave him a look like, all right, well, now we're going to the naughty chair. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, get him. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just like, he's an only child, so he is prone to a spoiled behavior yeah. anyway. Because he just gets all the attention. That's the, the by definition what uh-huh. happens to only children. But uh, I'm trying to keep it in check. But I can't help but be like disheartened. Because it's just like, man, I, I got to try again because you suck. <laughs> That's how I, I feel. I think there's got, there are, every parent has felt... Like you're feeling now. I Absolutely. Think they, I hear it all the time yeah. from friends and, you know. Yeah, it can be really like uh, demoralizing mm-hmm. and sort of like makes you just feel like, wow. Because I also see lots of great parents whose kids really love them and mm. worship them. And I'm like, I got this dud. He's super, oh! But in those moments. Yes. There's other moments where I'm and like. And also. I would say, how old are the kids that that you're talking about? Who's the parent? They're like they're they love their parents. I don't know. Now? It's like a range. Some of them are super young, and some of them are older. Like younger than ten. Oh yeah. Okay. So I would also bet that those parents are going to be singing a very different tune when they have a completely uh, incapable 
teenager who relies on them for everything. Who's like, mom, can you make my bed? Mom, can you do make my lunch? Mom, can you get me this? Mom, I need you to do this. Mom, can you help me with my homework? Because... But some of it just has to to do with, like, kids' personalities. Yes, that is absolutely true. And you got yourself... (laughs) A doozy. No, he's not a doozy. (laughs) He is, He's a leader. (laughs) He's a doozy. But that means there's good things about it and there's bad things about it. Yes. And so... But at least he's funny. Thank you. He's so funny. He's funny. That's all I really care about. So anyway, that's my wine time gripe. I love uh, it. Karen share moment. Yeah, that's a good one. But you know what makes it better? Wine. <laughs> Brightsellers.com slash brain candy. Go there and get yours. This is just what the doctor ordered. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Wine time. Mm. You know what I heard? Uh, it's a real problem. Like at graduation, how they call it commencement. Because people often think commencement means the end of something. But it, it shouldn't be in the beginning. It when is. Something is commencement. Commence. Yeah, but like a graduation commencement, yeah, you would think, the, well, it's the end of high school, uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. but it's just, it's the beginning. So uh, I I even find myself like just now, I was like, it's commencement. Nope, it's not. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like commemorating and commencing, maybe. Is that what we're mixing? I'm sure they have the same root. Yeah. But either way, we're drinking. <laughs> That's all. And uh, if you know any crazy lifestyles or fetishes, yeah, we are all yours. Or if you have some excellent hypnosis videos to oh, share. Oh Lord me. have mercy! You know what? We're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of that. No pun intended. Uh, all right. See you guys next time. Bye, Zebop. See bye, Zebop. Bye. You know why I'm saying that? Why? Because that's what Adam said to me when we were dating. When he was saying goodbye. Said, like, bye, bye, Zebop. No, it was a oh, bye 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 I'm like, what? is that what British is or that? is that you? I don't it's know. It's him. It's just him. <laughs> All right, bye everybody.